You're listening to Eureka on Monocle Radio, brought to you by the team behind The Entrepreneurs, the show all about inspiring people, innovative companies, and fresh ideas in global business. I'm Tom Edwards. Luca Falloni is the founder of the eponymous Slow Fashion brand, which creates classically styled and traditionally crafted garments using materials sourced from experienced Italian artisans. The Turin native decided to make a career change and start the label after moving overseas and struggling to find the easy style and consistent quality he was familiar with back home in Piemonte. So how do you fuse Italian heritage craftsmanship with the best modern business practices? And how do you stay true to a brand that's so Italian at heart and yet cosmopolitan in its vision? Well, here is Luca now with more on how his brand's journey began. I'm Luca Faloni and I'm the founder of uh, the brand called Luca Faloni. I grew up in Italy and when I was about 20 years old, I I left uh, to study abroad in London at the time. And then I started working in London and in the US. I was in consulting. Essentially, after 10 years I was living abroad, I noticed that I was only buying clothes on my trips back to Italy. And I thought about it rationally. In Turin, I'm from Turin, and there I had the local knowledge of you know, where to buy the tailor-made shirts, when to buy nice trousers, and everything is good quality, good value for money. And also, it's not only about the, the quality and the value for money, but it's also, I didn't have waste time. I knew where to go, I, I had that knowledge. Living abroad, I simply couldn't find an easy source of good clothes, good prices, the style I wanted. So I was just buying in Turin. I never thought too much about it. Ten years later, I was at the time in San Francisco working for Bain & Company. I was on some technology projects and that was around 2012. Those were the years when the first direct-to-consumer brands were starting. I didn't know anything about fashion or other you know, consumer brands, but I learned at the time that these brands were starting online and cutting the middleman, cutting the wholesale channel. So basically consumers in, in many industries could, if they bought from these direct-to-consumer brands, could get much better value for money. I summed it to things. I cannot find good quality clothes around the world easily. And now there is this new model online and you can have a direct relationship with a customer, start with a few categories and grow from there. So I, I, I decided to start a direct-to-consumer brand focused on Italian craftsmanship and fine materials. Now we have a vast collection from linen to cashmere. But it wasn't like that at the beginning. We started very small and we grew over the years. We started eight years ago and we started online. Online is still 70%, over 70% of our revenue. We started retail four years ago, just a couple of years before COVID, because one of our customers was a commercial retail agent. And he said, I love your products, but you should try retail. Why don't you try to have this store and I get you a good deal the first year, etc." So that's how it started effectively. And when we've seen that actually store works, not only financially, but also they're a good representation for the brands. They allow customers to see the product and to keep the brand more alive and engage in the community, let's say. So we, we decided we were going to increase the retail presence. And we've always done it fairly rationally. For instance, the first store was in London and, and the second one in New York, which were the biggest, our biggest markets online. And after that, we wanted to... Germany was our third country after US and the UK online. So then we, op- we were looking for a store in Munich in parallel as, as Milan which of course is the home of the brand. So we opened Milan and Munich for these reasons. Then we had a store in Miami because several reasons. One of them is the second city in the United States for tourist traffic, tourism. So 
we want that sort to be a window to many people from South mm. America, from America, from Europe. And also is a good way because we have a collection that spans from Kashmir to Linen. And a place like Miami, which is effectively always summer weather, is a good opportunity to show the, the summer collection. And a place maybe like Stockholm, where we have another store, is a place where it's a colder weather, so we can show more of the Kashmir collection. We want to have basically a network of stores where our online customers or people that are not customers yet, but have learned about us online, they can see physically the brand and the product and try the sizes and touch the products. We always wanted to focus on Italian craftsmanship. We actually write under the, the brand name we write proudly made in Italy, right? We always thought should we write made in Italy or proudly made in Italy or crafted in Italy? I like the word proudly because first of all it likes the fact that it's actually made in Italy while many brands either they don't do it in Italy at all or they do a small part in Italy just to have the made in Italy label and the rest is made in cheaper labor countries. Italy has done a great job of selling the made in Italy brand worldwide, but the government has not done a great job at protecting the right to use the made in Italy label. If you produce the final part of the production in Italy and then final assembly in Italy, that's it's considered made in Italy. While there should be much more checks and actually what is the mm. percentage that is done in Italy and then if so you can call it made in Italy. So we want to highlight the fact that this is actually made in Italy and we believe in the skills that are in the what is particular about Italy versus other countries is that often the kids do the job of the parents, right? And so in several regions, you have these family businesses that have done for three, four generations the same thing, and obviously they become good at it over the years. So there is both a tradition that people keep doing what the father done, so and they, become, they learn from them, they, they become good at it. And also there are regional focus in certain products. So let's say the region where I'm from, Piemonte, is famous for textile the region of the market, they make shoes. All the region have developed unique skills over generations, so that's why the high quality come from. That was Luca Falloni, founder of the eponymous brand. You can learn more about Luca's story and his commitment to craft by heading to lucafalloni.com. And do stay tuned for more from Luca in the weeks ahead on The Entrepreneurs. But that's all for this episode of Eureka. We'll be back at the same time next week. And do look out for The Entrepreneurs, the main show with you every Wednesday. Eureka was produced by Laura Kramer with mixing and editing by Jack Dewars. You can listen again and find out more at monocle.com. That's where you can join the club and subscribe to Monocle magazine, by the way. Or you can follow us and catch up with the archive via your preferred podcast platform. To contact us, get in touch with Laura. Her email address, lrk at monocle.com. I'm Tom Edwards. Goodbye, and thanks for listening. <laughs>